debt. Well, I thought a decade ago, didn't we all swear off debt after that big dumpster fire? But new numbers show that Americans are more comfortable taking out new debt than ever before. Isn't this a bad thing? We're tackling that Market Watch headline today with thought leader Kristen Wong on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside of Detroit, Michigan. I'm Joe Salcihi. And coming to you live from my home in Pasadena, California, I'm Kristen Wong. And Kristen, I like you very much, but let's not talk about your home in Pasadena, California in the middle of winter in Detroit. Let's please. My warm home? You don't want to talk about that? That's probably enough. (laughs) (laughs) This is the podcast where my my, uh, past tense friend Kristen and I cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. And today we're tackling one from MarketWatch. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, but we dive into how these affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day. And we do that in usually less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by Ubiquity Retirement and Savings. Thanks to them, easy for me to say, thanks to them for supporting Money with Friends. Ubiquity offers simple, online, affordable, small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. Get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit myubiquity.com to learn more. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. And it's amazing because a lot of people think that uh, having a retirement plan, especially if you own a small business, is very, very difficult and expensive. And the cool thing is it doesn't have to be. But I'm super excited today because we have one of my all-time favorite financial writers here with me. The Wild Wong joins us. Kristen, how are you? I'm good. I've missed you. How are you? I've missed you too. And I'm doing great. Uh, the last time I think you and I talked face-to-face, we talked sometimes online, but face-to-face was for your awesome book, Get Money, talking about gamifying your finances. And that that was such yeah. a fun read and we had such a good time. Thank you. I had such a fun interview. I always say like talking to you is kind of like talking to an old friend. Like you just have one of those personalities that's just immediately, like it's like I've known you forever. I think that is likewise for you. I think it's very, very easy. And for anybody that didn't hear that Stacky Benjamin's interview, Kristen talking about uh, an early uh, Christmas with her mom uh, is just one of the most hilarious stories I've I've <laughs> ever heard. Mom's all passive aggressive. How old were you? Five, six? Oh, it's probably like three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year that Kristen didn't, just to fill people in a little bit, Kristen get, didn't get any presents and you made your mom aware of that fact. And she said something to the tune of, uh, what yeah. do you think? You think Santa Claus is going to spend time with you when he's got all these other kids or something like that? It's like, he's busy. He's very busy. <laughs> well, she told me that Santa, we didn't get any presents one year, which I didn't think was that big of a deal because we, you know, I was so young. And she was like, well, you know, um, Santa's very busy. He doesn't have time to visit everyone. So sometimes that just happens. And I was like, okay, totally buying that explanation. And then later on, we were watching a football game and Santa dropped in on a parachute during the football game. And I lost my, I lost it. And I was like, he's too busy to bring me presents, but he has time to go to a football game. You swore off Santa then. Yeah. Santa was done in my book. Was was dead to you. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, well, we're going to talk about something that should be dead to a lot of people, debt and debt problems. I seriously thought that we'd learn from history, Kristen, but maybe not according to the study. Let's uh, get into it though. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Andy from Derby, Vermont. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money, let's do this. All right. Today's piece comes to us from MarketWatch and it's written by Elizabeth Buckwald. Uh, we've, uh, we've done Elizabeth's pieces a few times. I really like the way that she writes. Elizabeth writes though, more Americans feel confident about taking on debt in 2020, even as delinquencies rise. She writes, consumers are feeling better about taking on more debt. U.S. household debt hit $14 trillion in the fourth quarter of last year, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York said this month, an increase of $193 billion on the previous quarter. Credit card debt rose by $46 billion. Student loan debt increased by $10 billion, while mortgage debt surged by $120 billion. Quote, the data also shows that transitions into delinquency among credit card borrowers have steadily risen since 2016, notably among younger borrowers. Wilbur Vanderclaw, senior vice president at the New York Federal Reserve, said in a statement, Americans are more confident about their ability to take out credit than they were a year ago, according to the latest survey of consumer expectations from the New York Federal Reserve. The percentage of people who found it easier to access credit this year compared to last increased by 6%. Perceived access to credit is important for banks because it could mean that fewer people apply for loans and credit cards thinking they will be denied. Consumer confidence also hits its biggest peak in five months, data released by the conference board last month concluded. People are also taking out more loans. In fact, more than 20 million Americans have taken out personal loans over the last year, which is double the number of people in 2012, according to studies by the major credit bureaus. The average loan balance is 16,259, Experian said in one 2019 study. However, approximately 2.36% of loans were more than 90 days delinquent in the fourth quarter of last year, an increase from 2.3%. 27% in the previous quarter. According to the New York Federal Reserve's figures, mortgage originations, including refinances, increased significantly in the final quarter of 2019, with auto loan originations also remaining at the brisk pace seen throughout the year. Vanderclaw of the New York Federal Reserve said. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How How, how is this possible that 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 young people especially – are feeling very, very confident with debt. Is it just because they don't remember? I mean, when, when I read stuff, Kristen, about, about, you know, millennial statistics, a lot of people say that millennials are reticent to invest because they were growing up with all of watching their parents getting financially destroyed and watching, you know, families take on so much debt, people losing their house. And so they don't want to invest. And yet, I look at the generally that same age group, very, very happy to get into all kinds of debt. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on here because, I mean, I thought from the data, too, that millennials are sort of a, we're more afraid of credit card debt than other generations because of all those reasons you just mentioned. So I don't know. What do you think is going on here? I think, uh, I think that, um, I think we've had such a big run up that maybe it's easy to feel comfortable 
You know, it, it, it's been such a nice, comfortable time. And you see, you know, reports of interest rates going back down again at the end of last year, right? And so with lower interest rates, the credit card offers, I don't know about you, but the credit card offers I got the fourth quarter last year were some great ones again. Um, mm-hmm. Just to the point that I actually even opened a couple of them up and thought, well, maybe I should trade in my really cool card where I get all these points for an even cooler point thing. And then I thought, are you insane? And threw them back in the trash. <laughs> but, 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 but I don't know. I mean, offers are better. The, 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 we're lulled to sleep more people with good jobs, unemployment less. Yeah. On the, on the other hand, there are some, I mean, housing is less affordable than it was. And people are, you know, I think are struggling to get by in, in so many ways, but I, I don't know if that's it. I think a lot of, I mean, and this is just speculation. I don't know the data on this, but I'm seeing a lot of, um, I don't know. There's a lot of consumer, like uh, there are a lot of like uh, consumer loans I'm seeing online that make it like more enticing than ever to buy stuff that we don't need. Are you seeing those? Like when I'm shopping for something on yes. Amazon, um, like a piece of furniture or something, I just see these loans popping up. It's like, oh, you can put this on. You don't have to pay this in full. You can pay sixty dollars now. And I guess that's always been the case, but it just seems like I'm seeing that more than ever. Well, we did a story a few months ago about some of these new layaway, quote, layaway companies. Exactly. Yeah, where there's no debt, right? There's no, excuse me, no interest rate as long as you make the payment on time. But the second you miss one, it turns into Larry the Loan Shark, where, where right. they're charging you these exorbitant rates uh, to try to get out of debt. Like that is just ugly. It is. And I think a lot of it is like very clever branding too. So a lot of, you know, people who, younger people who might not be, as familiar with things like layaway. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of branded in this really hip, almost like financially savvy way, almost like you're making a good financial decision if you do these things. And sometimes I think that can be confusing. I was talking to somebody recently from a loan consolidation company about about, um, the way that they market. And it was a really interesting conversation because they used to market about the shame of consolidation loans. And they said mm-hmm. that talking to millennials, it's really interesting, especially in that group of people that um, when you talk to them about shame, it, it didn't resonate. But but people being open and taking control of their debt, like that was huge for people, like um, the people more likely to talk about their debt and about having debt problems, which led me to believe, hey, people are trying to solve their debt problem. And then, of course, I see this contradictory stuff come out. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just human nature too. Like this stuff just probably cycles with each generation. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got to make. That's always going to be a thing. Everybody's got to make the same mistake. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, uh, We do this show live uh, with a Facebook audience and they are chatty today. Uh, Danny says, uh, when did Americans ever not love piling on debt? That's an interesting thing. Something I thought that was really cool with the tax law change was the fact that uh, uh, a lot of debt, quote, good debt, right? A lot of people that Mm -hmm. used to be able to uh, write off their mortgage payment as an itemized deduction can no longer do that, Kristen. Because I always thought that this idea that piling on more debt because it's, quote, good debt was kind of a bad idea, making us more of a debtor country. I would much rather see, and I don't want to make this a political discussion, but I'd much rather see something where we got some big, nice government enticement for saving money. Like, how cool would that be? Mm. Yeah. Instead of, you mean, like the tax breaks for (laughs) getting, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, Dr. Brad Klontz, who was on earlier this week, is with us. He says, is debt the new normal? 
scary stuff. And and I would I would say that based on what what uh, Danny said earlier, I think that's always been the normal or been normal for a long time. I don't know about you know we were joking earlier, Kristen, about your mom. My parents didn't. <laughs> my parents didn't grow up in a in a time when debt was super normal, right? Um, I don't know if your mom thought that debts or thinks that debt's normal. I don't know. It's hard to say because I mean I just didn't come from that generation, but I know that my parents were very afraid of debt and they kind of instilled that fear in me. And now I think I don't know, I do see a bit of a shift where I think people are kind of looking at money and and debt maybe as part of that as more of a tool, like a means to an end. And credit card rewards definitely, I think, perpetuate that. And I use credit card rewards and I love them, but I think people are less afraid of do you think that? I mean, is that true? Are people less afraid of credit cards than they were? Because I just remember when I was growing up, my parents were like, anything you can do to not get in debt, yeah. do it because it's a trap. No, I think the whole credit card reward game changed that where people started thinking credit cards are my friend. I can get a bunch of free stuff that you do the math. A lot of people paying for that free stuff and additional interest that they thought they're getting for free. Oh, airline miles right. and 18 and a half percent on my money. And they, you know, the businesses ultimately pick up the tab for that too. And so then they raise the prices for consumers. So it's like, you think you're getting this great deal, but also these businesses are just raising their prices to keep up with the credit card fees that they have to pay because you're using your Amex to pay for a $5 cup of coffee, you know? Right, right. A lot of people, to your point here around how this is all advertising, I think to kind of start putting a so what on this and what do we do about it? Maybe it is armor against all of these companies marketing us about how, like you said earlier, that's cool. That's easy. It's, it's you know, it can be fun. It can be hip to have this, this layaway plan. Ron says, I taught my 10-year-old the meaning of an advertisement. It's a tool that separates you from your money. I remember having a media class. Mrs. Bishop, Kristen, had this media class that I took. And she and the one thing I remember from Mrs. Bishop was this. She said, when any company tells you that it's 30% off, realize that's still 70% more than you would pay if you just didn't buy it. And we forget that. We forget that all the time. Yeah, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, that's kind of the same uh, ethos my parents put instilled in me, um, which is why I've always tried to avoid debt. But even like even having parents like that told me to stay away from credit cards and even knowing about compound interest, I have to say, like I did get into some credit card debt when I was very young. And it's just so enticing to be able to have what you want without having to pay for it. Right. Like that's just human nature. I don't know about you. When I used to have big problems with money and I've written about this all over the place, how bad I was, I didn't even have a plan to figure it out. It was just, if I can get this right now, I'll figure it out later. Right. I will just totally. figure it out later. There was no, was no responsible debt, which Annette uh, says, she goes, marketing is the best it's ever been. People feel th- the need to have all this stuff. I totally felt the need to have the new hot video game. I had to have it, Kristen. Did you? What video game? Uh, uh, Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon was the first one. <laughs> and then... Uh, I can't remember that. And then the pirate game, Sid Meier's Pirates. That was fun. Your sword fighting and you had to learn how to dance with the, with the governor's daughter. That was... Oh. That was t- I was I was never... Even in video games, I stepped on her feet. So... <laughs> <laughs> Even in video games, you have two left feet. I was, I was, I was pretty bad. Uh, 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 Danny says uh, my parents were like, "Borrow for school, get a new car, buy a house, just make the payments." 
Like even parents, to Danny's point, kind of fall into this. Um, mm. Hard to even trust your your role model. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because it's you know I think about that a lot. Like I consider myself pretty financially savvy, and I've always you know I kind of grew up like that. My parents were very interested in personal finance, and I'm like. Even I got into credit card debt. And like if somebody who grows up knowing how to do all the right things gets into credit card debt, what hope is there for everybody else? You know what I mean? Like it's just so easy to do is what I'm saying. It, it, yeah. I, I mean, some of these fintech companies even making it easier, right? You can have your money instantly in mm-hmm. 15 minutes. I mean, your fear of missing out is gone. I can be right. on a great trip that's at a low, low interest rate paid for by somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think I want to end this with our friend, Sarah. Sarah says, it's easy to think it's normal if everybody you know, know is doing the same thing. I think it's a, a great way, great way to leave it. In just a second, Kristen and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's uh, story from MarketWatch. But while Kristen is coming up with a mind-blowing takeaway that's going to make the show like the cherry on top <laughs> of the sundae, I'll give her a second by talking about our sponsor, Ubiquities Retirement and Savings, because a lot of people work for a business where maybe the business owner says, I can't afford a 401k plan. I can't afford retirement benefits. Or maybe you you run a small business where you think that you can't afford a retirement plan for yourself or for other people. Well, thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings, you can. If you're a small business owner, choosing the right retirement plan might seem to be complicated, but Ubiquity makes it easy to save for the future on your terms and within your budget. In just a few clicks, you can see 401k plans designed by experts online, or you can talk to them personally and tailor a plan with them that meets your specific needs and the needs of your employees. Ubiquity's affordable flat fee plans start at just $75 a month. And whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team of 100 employees, everybody gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at myubiquity.com. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. Big, big thanks to them. And I heard that back, Kristen, when I was a financial planner a lot. My, my boss mm-hmm. said, we can't afford a retirement plan. And you, you know, you've been writing about money for quite a long time. The, the plans historically super expensive to set up a 401k. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that makes it more accessible. is a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Ready for your very accessible big takeaway. Well, I will say, um, you know, it's kind of hard because you don't know why people are taking out these loans um, specifically, but in general, just based on what we're talking about, I do think there are a lot of, um, I think it helps to learn about advertising and think about the ways in which um, financial services, industries, financial companies, any kind of company is advertising to you. Um, one of our readers said something, or one of our listeners said something that advertising is a tool that separates you from your money. And I think that's really a really interesting take. And I think the more that you're aware of how advertising works and how it's targeting you, the better, the better, the better for you and the more conscious decisions you can make about how you're spending your money. 
Yeah, I. What do you think? No, I totally agree with that, and and it's funny because you and I are both, Kristen, going to rely on our listeners and our people hanging out with us today for our takeaway, because yeah. I am too. I love that takeaway, and it's always been a hard earned lesson. I think not just for me, but back when I was a financial planner, it was hard for me to even teach people that a, a, an advertisement and the hotness is going to change all the time, and um, and a deal isn't necessarily a great deal if you can't afford it. My big takeaway comes from comes from Sarah, which is when I was a financial planner, people always wanted to know how am I doing versus everybody else. And I loved her point, Kristen, that that uh, if everybody else is doing something, then we think it's okay. And th- this is where comparison goes poorly. So starting off with mapping out where you want to be and then setting milestones toward that goal to know if you're okay or not, regardless of where everybody else is, whether you're behind them, ahead of them, it really doesn't matter. It's about what you really want for yourself. Way, way, way more effective. And it's going to help you stay away from debt that you can't handle. Because then, unlike what I did when I was younger and I just took out debt so I could get the next thing, now when I take out debt, it comes with a strategy about how that's going to help me stay on pace for whatever those goals are. So believe it or I not, I've said this 5 million times, beginning with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey says, always kind of wins the day. I love that. That's a good one. Well, Cause if you know what your end goal is, then you're less concerned about, you know, things that you think you need in the meantime. Yeah. It's well, at least you can weigh them then. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, if I've got some deal presented to me for today and I have no idea what my long-term costs, if I can see specifically that new sweater I want, I'm going to buy the sweater because retirement doesn't mean anything to me or, you know, kids college, like that's a long way away. But this sweater, I can wear that baby today while I'm broke. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so tell everybody what's going on with you because you're, you're now at this awesome place, the financial diet. And I thought, wow, I already like the financial diet. And then Kristen joins that team. How can, how can something that's already great get better? Tell me what you're doing over there. I am editing the site. I am managing editor there. So I'm reading stories from a bunch of talented writers, learning something new about money every day and um, publishing really what I think are really good stories on the site. We're going to have one of those stories for you tomorrow, but you can also, a great place to read Kristen is one of my favorite financial books. And I pointed out a couple of years ago when Kristen's book, Get Money came out, that that was one of my two favorite books that year. There, there were, and we interview on Stacking Benjamins, two people a week. And that book was so damn good about gamifying your finances. And I saw, I was just at the uh, bookstore last week and I noticed that there are still some copies out there. Yay. Well, thank you, Joe. Which is absolutely fantastic. So Get Money is the name of Kristen's book. But Kristen, I'll be back again tomorrow, guys, with some more Money with Friends. We'll see you back here. Take care. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast 
without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.